0: Hello, be beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of It's Time to Be You, the podcast that helps people pleasers take control and finally put themselves first. I'm your host, Ariel Von Fretter, a recovering people pleaser and certified life coach on a mission to help you drop the shoulds, embrace who you are, and live life on your terms. And have you found yourself being a little miserable lately, maybe snapping at people or just really irritable? Have you been just like rushing around and stressing out, feeling exhausted and like that you can't catch a break? Well, you're definitely not alone. Life can get busy and it's easy to just get sucked into the busyness and not find time for yourself. And when you don't find time for yourself, you lose yourself. You forget what makes you happy. You forget who you are and what's really important in life. So how can we move out of the busyness? How can we find time for ourselves? How can we find more bliss? Well, to help answer these questions, we are joined by Daniela Wolf. Daniela is the founder of Best D Life, where she helps busy moms ditch the overwhelm, guilt, and burnout to productively manage their time and find more energy and space to take care of themselves. Daniela shares with us how she had lost herself when she became a mom and how she was able to find herself again. She offers simple ways for us to get back to who we are so that we can show up better for ourselves and the people around us. Let's learn how we can find more bliss in our busy. Enjoy! Daniela, thank you so much for joining me today. Before we really get started, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Sure. So I am Daniela Wolf. My
1: business is Bestie Life, helping you find the bliss in your busy. I have been a social worker for 26 years. I'm a mom of two and I help busy working moms kind of ditch the overwhelm and guilt and burnout, productively manage their time and daily tasks with ease and find the space and energy for self-care every day.
0: Awesome. I love it. And I love the bliss in your busy. I'm just like, okay. we all need that. So Oh yeah. Busy is going to happen. We were just talking <laughs> off camera, what my morning was like, All yeah. the
1: expected <laughs> things come up and it's like, you can either let them overwhelm you or you can find
0: a way to roll with it. Exactly. So where did this idea of bliss in your busy come from? It came from kind of my own personal life a little bit, as
1: far as the fact that when my kids were younger, um, they were about five and six months old. I went through a divorce. So I was single working mama too. And Mm -hmm. I definitely hit that burnout place. I was trying to kind of prove myself, do it all, be it all. I was probably horrible. No, I was horrible. Not even probably I was horrible (laughs) at asking for help, you know, and I, I, kind of found myself in this place where I was irritable. I was snapping more than I wanted to. I was constantly feeling like I was rushing and stressed. And that was not the person I wanted to be. That's not who I wanted my kids to know. That's not the mom that I envisioned being. And so I started kind of practicing what I preach as a social worker and taking some cues from some of the things that I knew were good steps. And it honestly started Mm -hmm. super small for me. It was Oprah was having her gratitude challenge, you know, where you had to write three things you were grateful for every day in a journal. And so I just started small and I started doing that. I found some time to, you know, walk and move and go to the gym. I, you know, the things I was grateful for weren't even huge things. It was like my banana smoothie, somebody held the door for me, you know, and you start just being more present and noticing, those good things. And it kind mm-hmm. of helped me make those little shifts. You know, I, our grocery store at the time, this was all pre-COVID had yeah. childcare. And so I started using it and trying to oh, carve wow. out those spaces for myself and just doing things that I thought, you know, I didn't have the time to do or that I shouldn't do, you know, cause a good mom stays with their kids 24 seven wrong mm-hmm. you yeah. know, a good mom <laughs> makes that time for themselves. And I realized not only was I showing up better, but you know, as my kids began to grow and we were going along, like they wanted to know what I was doing. They wanted to share what they were doing. You know, it, it changed the dialogue and the conversation of our relationship too, in a, in a positive way.
0: Yeah. And
1: just as I started making these changes, you know, going to the gym, walking, doing things that I really enjoyed. And that kind of really lit me up. People were reaching out to me like where, you know, how did you do this or sharing? Hey, I, thought of something you said. And so I went and did this, you know, and realizing yeah. we were almost kind of looking for that permission from each mm. other, that it was okay to take the time to do these things that that was good. And that still, you know, was okay as a mom and that it made us a good mom and that we were excited to be able to finally be like, Oh my gosh, I got to do this again. I haven't done that in forever. I went rollerblading or whatever,
0: right. And,
1: you know, just realizing like we all, I think we're looking for that in some way. Yeah. Because we can redefine and let go of who we are when we Mm -hmm. become moms. And I think realizing that we can reclaim that and still be a good mom and be a good employee and all those other things is possible.
0: Right. Exactly. And so I want to go back to that part about like they were looking for permission. Because Mm -hmm. I think so often it is like we want to do something, but we're not so sure. But when we see someone else doing it, it does like allow us, like, oh, if they can do it. We can do it too, so we kind of do need that permission. Mm-hmm. And when you had started to make these like small shifts, did you ever like feel guilty or like feel like you needed permission or like what was kind of like your thought process when you you know started going on this process?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm sure I had those moments, you know, at times yeah. where I might have felt torn. Yeah, um, but I think coming back you know, I, I saw, I was in a better place. I was calmer. If I tried to stay just plugging and pushing forward, I don't think it would have gone the same. And granted, I I have the benefit of hindsight. My kids are older now they're 21 and 16. And, you know, it was funny. My daughter said to me the other day, she was babysitting and she Mm -hmm. was sharing how the, the, one of the kids was upset because mom had left, but then 10 minutes later he was fine. I was like, yeah, I used to feel so bad at daycare. They used to have to peel you off of me. Right. Was like, really? I don't remember that. Like, and <laughs> I felt so bad, like almost in tears driving to work, feeling like this horrible person. And I had traumatized my kids and done all these bad things. And it's, it's mm-hmm. our own conversation. It's our own mindset. It's our own expectations versus the reality. And I think being able to work on that mindset part and change how we think about a situation, what we assume other people are thinking, which they never are, that's not the case, you know,
0: (laughs) and being able to let go of some of that and set some boundaries is what helps. Right. Yeah. And so when you talk about mindset, like what are some ways that you kind of offer, Mm -hmm. like when you're working with like your clients and stuff that they can work on their mindset to like, let go Mm -hmm. of those perceptions.
1: Yeah, it's definitely practice. But the first step is just recognizing those statements, getting that awareness of catching yourself when you're thinking those things and being like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, and being able to acknowledge, all right, I'm thinking this, it's negative, And to find out why, well, why do I think that? Or so mm-hmm. what, you know, there's different phrases you can kind of use to be like, well, so what if I don't do the dishes right now? Right. You know, and to give yourself, if, Almost like if you were having a conversation with somebody else, we're always way kinder to our friends and family and other people when we talk to them. And to kind of give that same perspective, because when the conversation comes out of our head and whether we write it down or we say it out loud, we can reflect on it more objectively than if we just kept thinking those thoughts inside of our head. And so it's Mm -hmm. definitely a practice about changing the way we think and reframing the statement of Mm -hmm. instead of I should or... I need to, or those kind of things to be like, I get to go out with my friends for a couple hours. And that's a good right. thing versus I should be home with my kids, or I'm excited to come back and tell my family what I did, you know, mm-hmm. being able to reframe it into a positive way and getting in the practice of that is what's going to help change how you think about those situations, as well as once you start then doing them, you see the reality and that yeah. can help change the mindset as well. Cause you kind of disprove the myth in your head.
0: Right. I love that. Yeah. Just like kind of having little conversations with yourself to rethink, reframe and like rethink about things.
1: We spend 90% of our lives with ourselves. We have the most conversations with ourselves than anybody in the world. So we right. need to just learn to be kinder because we are so harsh and judgmental, whether it's from our weight, the way we look, mm-hmm. the things we own, all those
0: kind of things. Right. yeah, and like you said earlier, like we're so much kinder to like a friend or other people outside of ourselves when we're so mean to ourselves. It's <laughs> I know. kind of like like, why? Why are we so hard on ourselves?
1: But mm-hmm. yeah, we just
0: need to learn to
1: like be a, be a friend to ourselves in a way. Well, and as moms too, I don't think we realize like, that's what we're teaching our kids when we, you know, whether we say like, oh, I I don't want to be in a picture. I look bad or I look fat, or those kind of things. And what do we want them to walk away with too?
0: Right. Yeah. You're sending them messages with everything that you do. And then that's why it is so important to really take care of yourself and find out what your needs are so that you, you know, are like the best person that you can be. And then that helps you become a better mom as well. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, tell us more about like, you know, cause you did say like it had a positive impact on like how you were a mom, um, to your kids, mm-hmm. like when you started taking care of yourself. So like, just tell us yeah. more of those benefits on how taking care of yourself, like finding the bliss in your busy can impact being a mom and the relationship with your kids. Absolutely. You know, and
1: like I said, I have the benefit of hindsight, but you know, to be able to look back and see, they were excited to hear and just get to know me as a person, whether it's I started golfing again I started knitting again they were surprised to see like you do those things like yes <laughs> I was a person you know and I did those things as well as I saw you know one time I was having a super stressful week at work and I came home and my son had made me homemade hummus with crackers and put it on a little tray and I was like oh, oh my gosh, gosh. <laughs> I was, and he was like you look like you're having a tough week so just sit and relax and I was like that's so you sweet know, But obviously he, he saw that that was, you know, you take time for yourself when you need it, you give yourself that grace. And so you can see the impact when you really do start intentionally doing things and letting people know, I'm taking a moment for myself, I'm doing something fun for me, that that's okay. You know, and again, we're sharing it and paying it forward with that permission of this is how we. Are you know happy? This is how we can be productive, this is how we can do good things, and it doesn't always have to be nose to the ground, grindstone, you know, and just pummeling forward. And so, yeah. I think you know, I've seen at least with my kids, like we have we talk about it, Th- these are things mm-hmm. we talk about intentionally when it comes to how to handle anxiety, how to mm-hmm. handle stress now that they're older and there's real life and anxiety and stress, and what does that mean, and how do we handle it rather right. than just kind of hide behind that wall, you know, part of this is some mental health. We all have mental health. I say we all have minds, you know, and so it's, it's part of having those conversations about our feelings and being able to do something with them rather than just ignore them because that's where burnout comes from is we let those things build to the point that then
0: it just takes over and it, it consumes us. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about like what burnout is and like can look like. Yeah. So there's an analogy. It's not mine. I'm not even pretending
1: I own this, but I love (laughs) the analogy because it's a great visual. So imagine you had a bonfire and you just had a bunch of logs and the flames were roaring That's stress because you just keep adding more and more. And it's just a roaring hot, hot mess of a fire, but that's what stress would look like. Burnout is that moment where there's nothing left. The logs are just like that black ashy kindling kind of stuff, there's no fire left. It's a little smoky maybe, but there's nothing left to burn. Mm.
0: And that's where
1: burnout comes from where you have taken those pieces of stress, th- those moments, and just allowed them to burn everything out to the point there's nothing left to give. I know that's a that yeah. common expression, you can't pour from an empty cup, well, you can't yeah. burn from an empty fire pit either. You know, right. <laughs> you can't, you know, provide any energy. There's no energy left. And everyone yeah. says, you know, that burnout, it can almost feel like a depression because there's no motivation, there's mm-hmm. no drive, so there's nothing inspiring. And that's Part of what we're looking to prevent is not getting to that point and point thinking, well, how do I add? But what can I do kind of consistently throughout my day to keep mm-hmm. me at a constant, just warm, warm glow?
0: Yeah. I really like that analogy. I haven't heard that before, mm-hmm. but that is a really good one. And I just like love analogies. <laughs> I love love analogies. Like. They're so I love the visual part of yeah. that. Like they just make sense sometimes. Exactly. And then, so, you know, you mentioned like when you were kind of going through this that you started with like the gratitude and then just like moving your body. Like, mm-hmm. what are some other ways that people can really, you know, get out of this burnout mm-hmm. and maybe, and maybe yeah. talk a little bit more about like ways to find that bliss in your busy? Like, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like I said, it's these little moments throughout your day. I I love a good spa day, girls get away, bubble bath. But th- when it comes to self-care, I think people assume it's this big moment and it's a one and done and it's going to last you all week. And that's not the case. Right. You know, you even have an hour to fit some of that stuff in. Yeah. But- You know, when I think of self-care, self-care, it's not those little treats you do for yourself. It's everything from the way you sleep, the way you eat, the way you move, the way you dress, the way you connect with others, the way you decorate and organize your home, the way you think about money. All these little pieces make up your self-care and those are things you can fit in five, 10 minutes here and there throughout your entire day in little ways. And that's how you maintain your self-care so that when life happens, like I said, it did this morning, you know, you're able to respond in a way that feels better. You know, self-care isn't Mm -hmm. like you go to this spa and you come home and you're just relaxed and that's going to maintain for hours at a time. It's these little moments so that you can handle, as you said, the bliss and you're busy, my tagline, you know, you can handle those things in a way that feels good. And that you're not looking back going, God, I
0: overreacted. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that right yeah and i don't know why i haven't thought about this before but you know i i love that self care really is just like taking care of yourself and doing like mm-hmm. the basic things but it's almost funny that like we make this like big like hurrah of like having to do self care when really it's just like yeah. Like take care of yourself. Like <laughs> well, because then it found it sounds
1: fluffy. It sounds unnecessary and extra or yeah. something like that, where it's like, you know, when you have a certain outfit on, you just show up different. You feel like, yeah, right. I got this today, you know, versus maybe we just kind of had a more of a, a sweatpants, sweatshirt kind of day, you know. Yeah. And so that's part of your self-care right there, is like, you know, to just take that extra step add Mm -hmm. a piece of jewelry, add those little things. And all of a sudden your energy is different. And when you feel different, you show up different and you act different. And that's the action part is then again, how you're going to create that self-care and that kind of calm that everyone's looking for.
0: Right. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like a ripple effect too, of like Mm -hmm. doing like one little thing for yourself then just like makes you feel good. And then just like continues Mm -hmm. on with your day rather than being at this high state of stress all the time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And as you build kind of some habits around them, whether it's a morning routine, a nighttime routine, like I have one that, you know, I have a a lotion I put on my feet, but some lavender. And so there you're looking at some aromatherapy, you know, some quiet time, some lotion, and it's like three minutes. It's not Mm -hmm. even that long, but it's the consistency of it that gives you the benefits of it. And, you know, these are habits that then, you know, you look at your morning routine with your kids, you have a system in place to help get yourself out the door. It's a habit. Nobody has to think about it. It's easy. You know, and that's where you get the ease and breathing room because everybody knows what to expect. Mm -hmm. And, and so you don't even realize you're doing self-care when you're doing it at that point.
0: Yeah. And then, so how can uh, like a mom introduce habits that she is going to kind of implement with their kids, like get them Mm -hmm. on board or like get their whole family on board?
1: And I mean, definitely it takes some time and it takes some intentional strategy and that sometimes, you know, with self-care people assume a lot of these things they make Common sense, you know, they they make mm-hmm. sense. You're like, oh, I can figure it out. But it's yeah. putting the time and attention into figuring it out that sometimes people just need a little structure, a little help with, and maybe a little objectivity
0: mm-hmm. to be able
1: to see that part of it. But finding, you know, what's going to work for each person, you know, maybe one family member needs have everything, you know, laid out the night before. Maybe somebody needs. I used to write with dry erase marker on my kids. Mirror. And so they just knew what they had to do in the morning. So I wasn't constantly nagging and yelling at them to do things. Right. Um, yeah. And I had read once an article that talked about having a morning playlist. So they knew by this song, I had to have X, Y, and Z done. So it didn't matter when they got it done or in mm-hmm. what order, as long as they knew by the end of the song, they had certain things. But it's about, again, creating that rhythm. Sometimes it creates a little fun as well. Yeah. And all these things you know, when you build them in consistently is where you find the rhythm that works. And yes, life happens. Things Mm -hmm. don't always go according to plan. Maybe you spill your coffee, someone, you know, doesn't feel good, whatever's going on. And that's where the balance comes is not from everything being perfect or equal, but being able to adapt and pivot and have the resilience and boundaries
0: to be able to still make it work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I like those ideas um, and it sounds like it's also, is going to be a little bit of a trial and error to kind of Absolutely. really figure out yeah, mm-hmm. what works for you and for everyone else and stuff. But I love but that playlist. There's always idea.
1: options. <laughs> That's one of the things like I like to say is like one of my superpowers, like I can find an option for almost anything, you know? Yeah. So if you're listening, definitely reach out. Cause I love to, you know, try and see what's a possibility. Cause I think we get so focused on just the end result without being able to kind of see outside
0: of the norm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, speaking of working with you, I saw that you kind of, you have this like chaos to calm framework. Will you tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that and what that looks like? Absolutely. Um, and actually,
1: um, I think I sent you the link for my freebie, which is the chaos to Calm Mom method where you get the outline of this whole framework as well. So you can either take notes or definitely just listen along and grab your copy of the framework where it outlines the different components. So it has to do with definitely your mindset, like we've talked about your habit or your time management, looking at your time. Are you overstepping, kind of filling your time with things that don't need to happen and learning really how to prioritize what's necessary, what needs to maybe be delegated and what needs to be deleted completely from your, (laughs) from your calendar, you know, and delegating actually ends up being sometimes like the hardest, but the most beneficial one that I've heard people say has been like just game-changing for them,
0: you know, but looking at your
1: time management, as well as then the habits and systems that you can put in place to help you manage those things. And then your self-care you know, because I listed, I know, I think like six or seven different areas and some you might be rocking and consistent with every single day, but others, like I know money is one that people like, I don't want to know, just don't even show me the bill, (laughs) you know, but not realizing the stress that that can cause when we ignore certain areas of our self-care. And so just being able to figure out, you know, what's your comfort zone or who, you know, what strategies can you put in place so that you're, you know, managing it in a way that feels good for you.
0: Right. Yeah. And I want to go back to talking about delegation because I know Mm -hmm. I (laughs) struggle with that. It's super hard. And then like, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of my audience were people pleasers. We want to do everything Mm -hmm. ourselves and do everything for everybody else. So like, what are some ways that people can get like more comfortable with Delegating and asking for help.
1: <laughs> yeah, whether it's asking for help and just because we, can, I think sometimes it's our, again, back to that mindset. So all these pieces tie together a little bit, yeah. but looking at just because we can do things doesn't mean we have to be the one that does. But I think sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the people pleaser or the overachiever in us, we want to present that we're capable or that we're productive, mm-hmm. you know, or that we're able to handle it all. But handling it might mean having. neighbor come and mow your lawn for, for 10 bucks, rather than going out there for an hour yourself every time I had Mm -hmm. somebody say they drop their laundry off and that that's been game changing for them to get it back. Or they have somebody come and do their meal prep, or maybe Mm -hmm. you just have your mom watch the kids for an hour. So you can go for a walk. You know, there's different ways to delegate. And, you know, some of it, people assume I don't have the money to hire and all these other things. There's different ways to delegate even laundry. I, I haven't folded laundry probably in like, 15 years. Cause I delegated it to my kids. Like everybody gets a basket. You're responsible yeah. <laughs> for doing your own laundry, you know? And that's the other part is allowing just the people in our home to be the people to help us. Delegating doesn't have to always involve hiring somebody.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that's such a good reminder. And just the fact of like, just because we can do it doesn't mean we have to, because I think mm-hmm we just get in our heads of like, well, I can do it. So I'm just going to do it. Or it's, it's easier. Yeah. Or for they're going to do, do it, it
1: wrong. If I ask them to do it,
0: <laughs> that's the other
1: thing I hear, you know, it's not going to be done your way. That's right. The pillows might not be lined up that way on the couch, but it's done. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And then just kind of like letting go of what our expectations might be on things that aren't such a big deal. Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, the pillows might look differently than you would do it, but that's not gonna be the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to someone right now, and you know, especially a mom that is feeling like she is just burnt out and like, even like, just kind of like, where do I start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First place would be you're not alone.
1: So yeah. please, you know, never think you're alone. Always, you know, feel comfortable reaching out to somebody because you will not you'll find you're not the only person dealing with something and being vulnerable is what connects us. So definitely Mm -hmm. that'd be my first piece. But the second is start small, you know, give yourself the grace of uh, the one thing I always tell people to start with is so small and simple. Like I said, it's, it almost sounds silly, but start with um, water and breathing. I -hmm. set a timer on my phone for like four or five times throughout the day, just for a minute or so, even though you don't realize how long a minute is when you're not scrolling on social media and you just take a minute. And you do some deep breathing, you maybe raise and lower your shoulders as well as then have some water. Those two things alone, the stress relieving benefits of them are game-changing as well as they impact, you know, your digestion, your ability to sleep, your mental clarity, your memory, all these other things can be affected just by doing those two things four or five times a day for a minute. That's five minutes a day. That's all, you know, I love that. (laughs) So easy. <laughs> it's, it's so small and simple. It's automated to remind you. And once you start doing those things, you realize it's not about how long you do things. It's about the consistency of doing them. You know, when people think of adding movement to their day, well, maybe you don't have a gym. Maybe you don't have an hour. There's four minute hit workouts. There's 10 minute yoga workouts. There's things you can do for small bits of time. If that's all you have on a given day or whatnot, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Cause you can still say you did it. You know, right. know, it's about the achievement more than the, the numbers and the metrics of some of it
0: sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And then just like doing a little bit every day, like it really adds up. Cause I think a lot of times we mm-hmm. think like, Oh, we don't have an hour. So we just don't do anything. We're just like, exactly. If you just did like five to 10 minutes. It's way better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really love that. Just starting small.
1: So. Super small is what makes it achievable. Cause nobody likes hard as yeah. well as, you know, when it when it feels easy, you're more prone to do it. Right. You know, I've, I follow this one Pilates instructor. She talked about doing squats while you're brushing your teeth. Oh. If you're there for two minutes, you may as well. Yeah. Brush your
0: teeth. Oh, I love that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> and then I always love to ask, how has being yourself impacted your life and your success? Um, for me,
1: it's just created a sense of peace and happiness that I'm comfortable even if I'm not making everybody else happy, I know I'm happy and I'm living true to who I am. And that just feels so good as someone who was such a people pleaser for so many years and such a, you know, feeling like I had to achieve and do everything. Letting go has just been such a great feeling.
0: Good. I
1: love that. (laughs) And, And
0: where can people like find you and connect with you?
1: Absolutely. So I'm, I have a website, Bestie Life. I also have a podcast on Apple, Spotify, um, Bestie Life, helping you find the bliss in your busy, which Ariel will be a guest on later this yes. year, as well as I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Pinterest. So it's all some version of Bestie Life with maybe an underscore here or there or not, depending <laughs> on what they allowed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think you're going to have all the links as well. So
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to put all the links in the show notes and then give a little plug about your podcast. Like what can people find from it? Yes. So while there
1: are just some straight up solo episodes, I've really, really embraced this year, interviewing other women and hearing their journeys, hearing what works for them as far as the bliss in their busy, hearing their Mm -hmm. vulnerabilities of what happened. Cause I think we see sometimes just the end product and not realizing where they started from, what it took for them to get there. And kind of, again, vulnerability connects us is how we kind of see we're not alone in what we're going through as well as just hearing hearing other ideas of oh my god i never thought to do something that way i'm going to steal right. that tip i'm going to try that idea i love bringing that collectiveness together of what everybody else has to offer because i know i'm not the you know and all be all on this topic but i love being able to connect and share it with everybody
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just know my audience, like they're resonating with this in my (laughs) podcast. They're definitely going to resonate with your podcast. And obviously they can listen to it wherever they're listening to it. (laughs) Yes, because you'll hear Ariel as (laughs) well. Yes, I can't wait. And what is one last message that you want to leave with people today?
1: just to know that there's no one way you're, you know, to give yourself the grace that you've got this, you're doing okay, and probably way better than you think you are. And that, you know, there's always an option, there's always going to be a a way to to work through things. So I hope they can see those choices and if not, that they feel comfortable asking how the heck do I do this?
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all these great tips and it's been so helpful and I've really enjoyed this conversation.
1: Thank you, Ariel. I have as well.
0: You guys, sometimes it just blows my mind how simple taking care of ourselves is, but how hard we make it. We always want this magic pill that's going to fix all of our problems. But when our problems are so big, it seems crazy that a small solution of taking some deep breaths, moving your body, drinking some water, that that can make a difference. But it does. Like the little things that you do can make a huge difference. And so what small steps are you going to add to your life to find a little bit more bliss in your busy? I would love to hear from you. So tag me on Instagram or send me a DM at It's Time To Be You podcast. And let me know what small step you're going to take to make a difference in your life and put yourself first and stop being so busy. And to learn more ways to show up for yourself and find more balance and ease in your life, be sure to listen to Daniela's podcast, Best D Life with Daniela, helping you find the bliss in your busy. And I had the honor of being on her podcast, so I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well as the ways you can connect with Daniela. It's time to stop being so busy. It's time to find more bliss. It's time to be you.